Hello, everyone. It's Jan Arden here. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. I'm with Sarah Burke, Adam Karsh. They are in Toronto. And today I am coming to you from London, England. Yes, the modern world. It's amazing how far you can be in nine hours. So I did a job in Vancouver. I hopped on a plane and I arrived here yesterday at noon. I slept pretty much the whole time. And I just have to say that uh, it's great to be here with you guys. And Sarah thought we were doing this at four o'clock in the morning, which really made me laugh. (laughs) I was like, do you want me to talk to Adam? Whatever you need. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm five hours ahead. No, but it was really cute. It was very sweet of you. I'm thinking, and you know what? I would get up and do this at five o'clock in the morning. I just want you all to know that. I would too for you. Yeah, I would. I have never been overseas that way. So the time zone thing is new for me on, on that side of the world. <laughs> so you go the other way? I've gone like west. Yeah, I've, I've been to Israel and it was years ago. And I've been to um, Copenhagen, but I haven't been to like London, England. Don't you go east to get to, to Israel? That's east. Israel's east. Yeah, Israel's east. It's past Europe. I'm not a regular is what I'm saying. <laughs> not a regular. Not a frequent okay. flyer. Okay, that's all we needed to know. Uh, no, but it's good to be here. It's The weather is absolutely stunning. It's, you know, the end of October. In fact, you know, we're going to be cele- celebrating Halloween here. We're definitely going to talk about that today because, Sarah, you sent me some really interesting things about Halloween. Okay. Which really gave me food for thought. But, uh, yeah, it's beautiful here. There's birds singing. People are in shorts and tank tops and flip-flops. What's the temp? Well, it's supposed to be 21 on Saturday. Wow. And I said to Nigel, is this really unusual? I've not been here in the fall. I'm usually here Christmas or January because we go back and forth year after year. We have for 20 years for for Christmas and New Year's. So I didn't know. And it, it is cold. Like it's snowing and sleet and rain. And it's, you know, miserable as you would well imagine. But... This is just like, I brought completely the wrong clothes. Oh no, so you're hot. <laughs> well, anyway, in the, in the evening it cools down as it does in Canada, but it's it really is an oddity globally, I think, what's happening weather-wise. But everyone is loving <laughs> climate change, pretty much everyone. Everyone that's not burning down to the ground or, you know. But it is, it's, it is a marvel of what's happening in my whole life. I've never seen such a mild, like, what is this, still fall? Are we, yeah, we're fall. It's not officially winter until when? When is the winter, Adam? You, you would know that. December 22nd, isn't it? Is that, is that the winter solstice is the 21st? And so that's the official first day of winter? I think so. Isn't it? Oh, wow. Do we need to Google? (laughs) That seems late in the game. This is uh, the podcast where you will get no facts, ladies and gentlemen. You will get no <laughs> actual real information. Uh, yeah, that is when winter solstice is the 21st of December, and the days start getting longer after that day. That I do know. Double-checked. December 21st, 100%. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's warm here, too. It's been very warm this fall. It's, it was 20 degrees earlier this week. It was, Yeah. Well, like I said, people are really loving it. In Calgary, when I left, um, a couple of evenings before, people were packed on patios. And they were eating outside and having a cold beer 
Like, it is weird. I've never seen it like this. Normally we, and we did get a lot of snow. Don't get me wrong. We had a dumping of snow. But the next day, the weather was warming up. Most of the city, uh, the city's snow is completely melted away. And we're back at it again. And it's supposed to be really nice this weekend. Anyway, enough of the weather. Sorry to <laughs> bog you down with that. But I lay in bed and I worry about it. And that's just what I do. So rather than enjoying it, I'm like, why is this happening? How is this going to affect, oh my God, I'm starting to sound like my mother. How is this going to affect the farmers? How is it going to affect um, the growing season? My road manager, Chris, phoned me in a panic a week ago. And he goes, oh my God, I went to let the dog up, you know, outside on my little deck. He's on the 22nd floor of a high rise downtown Calgary. And he said he went to move something, a barbecue or something on his deck way up there. And this pigeon just bolted out, scared the shish kebab out of him. <laughs> and she was sitting on little eggs oh. in the middle of October. So then, of course, they hatched. And he has two little pigeons out there that she's sitting on. And he's like, is that the timing of the year? Like, are they going to die? Are they going to make it? What's going on? And I said... Chris, I think everybody's screwed up. I think nature's screwed up. The cycles are screwed up. The timing is screwed up. So if anyone can write us and tell us when the nesting periods are of a domesticated downtown city pigeon, I would really love to know. Like, are, are you guys having pigeon births in your city? Like, what? that doesn't seem right to me. This feels like a question for your friend uh, Zaya, who we're going to talk to in a couple weeks. Well, we'll ask her because <laughs> I, I think I think nature is confused. I had a, that bear in my yard a few weeks ago. I have never had a bear this this late in the year. I have them in the spring, uh, end of March, April. I will absolutely have a bear wander through my yard on their way to wherever it is that they're going. But to have one two weeks ago, like the beginning of October, is really odd. And mm. a big bear. Anyway, um, it's Halloween. <laughs> Who cares what's happening with the weather? It is what it is. Um, I think the kids will be going out collecting their candy with some pretty nice weather going on, if I'm not mistooken. So <laughs> Halloween, Sarah Burke, tell yeah. me all about your, your childhood Halloween memories. Um, favorite costumes? Did your mom and dad bundle you up and walk with you and take you? And Adam, I'm going to get to you too because you have children. But yeah, Halloween memories. <laughs> so funny because, um, yeah, that other radio station that I, I work for, they were putting <laughs> putting together, you know, a compilation of all the DJs and all of our younger Halloween costumes. So I had to go to mom and say, hey, can you send me some pictures of me in the Halloween costumes? So like the first picture that comes through is this picture of me holding my little cat tail. And I look like I'm making like a sexy cat face, but I'm like, I don't know, eight years old. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I so sexy? I'm only eight. <laughs> Made me feel so weird. And then there's the like the stuffed butterfly where I was wearing three coats under like, you know, they, they had those elastic things that would make it look like a butterfly center that you just put on mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I was really stuffed butterfly at that point <laughs> because we were going, that was like a year. I remember there being snow funny some years no snow just you can wear like a long sleeve shirt outside and you're fine um but i yeah i was i hated when mom used to make me wear like four layers and you'd be embarrassed right because you'd you'd feel like you know like you're in like a sumo suit almost 
So, did you get to eat all your candy? Did you oh, get yes. to dump it out on the living room floor and and sort of put everything in its piles? Did you sort of get? Did you have an overseer? <laughs> oh, yeah. your parents like saying, no, you're not taking all that. You can take those four things and the rest of it, your dad and I are going to put into a safe in the basement. <laughs> my dad is probably a little more guilty than my mom of stealing Halloween candy. But yeah, right. we, told, we did the pillowcase thing. We would dump it all out. I think my sister and I would probably have like a trade sort of night where it was like, I'll give you four Reese's peanut butter cups for your Kit Kats. Oh, I like, love that. Yeah. I'm a Reese's peanut butter girl. How about you guys? Oh, big time. Big time. We didn't All have right. that when I was Halloweening. It, they didn't exist. They hadn't been invented yet. But thank Whoa. you very much, you youngsters. <laughs> okay. What, what was your favorite? Well, I mean, uh, I liked all of it. We we got uh, sort of penny candy back in the day. It wasn't like what they're doing now, which is, you know, candies that are delegated. I mean, you, we would get this wax paper that was wrapped in those little kisses. You'd oh, yeah. get a million of those. You'd you'd get the um, the rolled up little sweethearts, whatever they're called now. Rockets, I guess they're called now. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Those are still popular, but, I think. But it was it was really old school candy. I mean, and I when we were eight years old, around the time you were being a, an overly sexualized cat of some kind, <laughs> uh, my parents moved us to Springbank, Alberta, and mm. the houses were, you know, miles apart. It's very different out there now. It's a, a really, it's a bunch of rich people, and they're all on these quarter acre lots. And there's thousands of people out in Springbank now. But when we moved there, you know, the first Halloween I remember going with the neighbor kids, and you know, we would march with our pack of dogs from house to house. We we might have hit ten houses in the whole night because. <laughs> We were like Little House on the Prairie marching through the the fields okay. to go get some candy. But people handed us homemade stuff. Uh, I remember getting three or four popcorn balls. I remember standing on the back porch of this little cute pale yellow farmhouse. Their last names were the Kitcheners. And she gave us a, a lemon tart. She made herself. Yeah. Do we throw this in the effing bag? Like, <laughs> what's the deal here? And she made us sing a song. Oh, that's terrible. No. So we all stood there. I don't even know if we were in any kind of costumes. I might have had uh, a hat on with a poncho. Maybe (laughs) I was some kind of, I don't know what. But uh, we weren't cute bunnies or anything. And we sat, the the three of us stood on her back porch and ate a lemon tart. Because I'm like, it's not going to survive the bag. And this is where Jan's singing career began. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. But it was I, I it wasn't like being in the city where you'd go a city block and you literally would have probably 6 or 7 pounds of candy. And um I think I never really went much after that first year with my little pals Leonard and Dale. It didn't seem like the smart thing to do just to walk and walk and walk and walk and I know a lot of kids now their parents take them into city neighborhoods to to walk them around. Because it's just, you know, no yeah. fun for anybody to be walking through the fields to get whatever. This week, my mom goes, Do you, did I ever tell you what your grandfather used to give out? And I'm like, no, I'm completely confused. And she's like, 
He used to get scarves out of his very own closet and wrap the kids up who showed up who were not warm enough and be like, just bring it back tomorrow. Go go have a good time. <laughs> he was gave, giving out his entire closet of like, and he was like a high fashion kind of guy. So like his whole Renfrew scarves were <laughs> out on the street with the kids. <laughs> well, you are listening to the Jan Arden podcast. I'm here with Sarah Burke and Adam Karsh. And we're going to be right back after this brief message from perhaps our sponsor or somebody else's sponsor. We'll be right back. It's Jan Arden Podcast. You're listening to me, Jan, your hostess. I'm with Sarah Burke, Adam Karsh. And Adam, I didn't get a chance to ask you about uh, your girls. So your kids are... 31 and 28 now. No, no. not quite. Nine and 11. So they're right in the midst of trick or treating. Oh, yeah. What are they going as? What or what were, yeah, they'll be going out on Sunday, right? When's the, oh, Monday. Monday. Isn't it Monday? Monday. 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 So they're going out on Monday. What are they going to be? So I think we're out of the Disney princess phase. Yeah. So. My youngest, who's nine, just turned nine last week, she wants to be the devil. And she already has a devil costume with a pitchfork. I'm already scared. Well, that is a that is a far cry from <laughs> Princess. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> it's like run for your life. She's going as Satan this year. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. I don't know what my older one wants to be, but she hasn't even brought it up yet? No. We haven't talked about it yet. So I'll see. Huh. I'll ask her. Three days. I know. Did she mention what the choice was with the devil? I mean, not that it's like a devil. There's lots of cute devils. There's certainly a lot of people that go as devils. Sure. I would imagine it's a pretty fun, you can put your little pointy tail on and your horns and, you know. Yep, she's got the whole thing. Okay. Yep. See how that goes. Well, you know what? I would rather my kid wanted to go as the devil than a Playboy bunny. Yeah, Getting back God. to Sarah's highly sexualized cat costume. <laughs> she was eight. How did I know how to be sexy is what I'm wondering. Oh, God. I think it's kind of, I don't know. I don't think you were trying to do that. Maybe dance. I think you were just trying to look cute. Maybe. Maybe. Right? <laughs> I developed a, a fear of clowns from dressing up as a clown one year as well. Like, I'm still afraid of clowns now at 35. Oh. <laughs> so please, don't bring any clowns into uh, the Zoom, the Riverside, the recording studio. <laughs> well, I've never um, uh, honestly got, since the lemon tart incident uh, on the porch many, many years ago, like I said, I haven't really been Halloweening, and I've not attended a Halloween party of any kind. I know people look forward to it. It's their favorite holiday. They love getting dressed up. I can't think of anything that I would want to do less. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I would certainly, I mean, I don't like going to parties anyways of any description. A dinner party with four people is about my my max. But uh, yeah, some people are absolutely, they get together with their husbands. I know I always look forward actually to seeing what the girls on the social wear, what they wear on the Marilyn Dennis show because they do such a good job. Um, the View ladies usually always have costumes, like all those talk shows, and they are or- they are ornate. <laughs> they are out of this world amazing. So I really am wondering what the social... What's Cynthia doing? 
what Cynthia and 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 you know Melissa and Lainey and Jessica like what who are they going to be and what are they going to do? So I do admire other people doing it. I know Heidi Klum year after year after year on Instagram knocks it out of the park with her outfits. Like and when Avatar first came out, the movie there oh, yeah. was really but it was so hilarious some of the photographs of people doing at-home avatar avatar costumes. Mm. And of course, there were some that were extraordinary. Like you're like, wow, I don't know who these people hired to do the makeup. And then you saw the versions that were some of the worst attempts at an avatar. Like were mm. they Smurfs on acid? Like you <laughs> couldn't really tell what people were. But anyway, I are you a big, like a Halloween party person, Sarah? Or what, what do you do? I think... Honestly, I think it's been about a a decade since I've been to a Halloween party. Um, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I I love the the Halloween walk of shame, like watching people leave somewhere the next morning and you're like, you're still in your costume. You didn't go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's my fave. But um, yeah, the the Halloween party can be fun. Uh, Like, especially if you're a couple, I could see that. my current boyfriend used to wear a laminated, um, this is for like years and years and years, over and over again, one guy used to have a party in our group of friends. And we would always go to it and he was wearing a laminated paper that said, I'm drunk. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> so some people are just like, no, they're like, I'm ju- literally just here for the party and here's my laminated paper. So. I think I think that's my kind of guy. <laughs> that, that, that kind of costume I could handle. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I just, it's obviously gotten away from us what the actual meaning of Halloween is and was a very Celtic celebration. Um, I, and I know there's probably various versions of it, but it certainly originated there. And then, of course, with All Souls, which is celebrating people that um, have passed over and perhaps the ones that are still in purgatory. Like, I'm not too sure how that works, but all hallowed eve and then it sort of just got abbreviated but uh certainly a spooky holiday for sure i don't like spooky movies i'm not particularly fond of eating food that looks like cut off fingers or cakes that are bleeding and you like that stuff i don't like eating that stuff but i like scary movies yeah yeah me too have you seen the new halloween no, I feel like that's on the list, but there's a new Hocus Pocus as well, right? The like saw it. You and what did you think? It's super cute. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to believe that that was. I think twenty years ago was the original. It's crazy, and all the like little modern things that show up in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It pre was the precursor to you know the the smartphone and all that stuff, but. Uh, my friend Russ, and I've talked about this on the show before, took me to, by mistake, to The Grudge, the first The Grudge, oh. years ago. Oh, that's ago. scary. I know that one. And, um, you know, upside down people crawling on ceilings and stuff like that. It, I was traumatized. Like, I can't watch that stuff. So I'm not a horror movie person at all. I don't mind a thriller, but I want nothing to do with religious God, Satan, possession i don't like it has anyone watched um there's a new netflix one called the the watcher it's a series little series that was like trending especially right now i did watch it and i didn't like it no no it was really good it was really good but it's really effed up the thing that got me on the watcher 
was that it was based on true events. So make sure oh, you watch shoot. that before you watch it. Oh yeah. my! It's I didn't realize it's. I don't like based on true events. Anything? No, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, it. No, it. The movie, it. The book, it. No, it. That didn't bug me. That didn't bother what? me at all. I liked it. No. I no. liked it. And my friend and I actually, uh, Leah, who writes the, she's one of the creators of the Jan Show. We we watched Carrie. Because oh Carrie, God. it wasn't it wasn't obsession. It wasn't um, it wasn't devil or anything like that. It was a woman who had kinesis, like the ability to move stuff with her mind. Right, Sissy Spacek was so cute when she was. I mean, she was she's always been a beautiful woman, but she was obviously a teenager or in her early twenties when she made this. And John Travolta was a creepy effing weirdo, and it was it was a cool cast of people that. Uh, you know, went on to do quite big things. But, you know, the the scene when the bucket of blood gets poured on her head at her prom, and yeah. it seemed so less scary than it did when I was young. It just was like, this is really corny. But apparently that was the movie that launched into a genre of horror that really hadn't been seen before that in the 70s. So anyways, if you're looking for something creepy to watch... The original carry is is worth it. It's well worth it. And it's not devil stuff or anything like that. And yeah. there's a really great ending. Have you seen The Ring? Do you know that one? I won't I won't watch that. That's too I have. I have. That's my favorite. It's Ooh. really scary. So do you like scary movies? Yes. It's not my favorite genre, but I love scary movies. I need like a hand holding when I watch <laughs> something. Like I like them, but I need a hand holder. <laughs> okay. Well, that can be arranged because you have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he has COVID right now, actually. Oh, he, sorry. he made it this he made it this long. And then, yeah. Over the weekend, uh, he was with a close contact who tested positive. Sure enough. I think he's almost through it. It's been four days. Is he all right? Yeah, yeah. He feels all right. And his like I think he's enjoying being in bed, to be honest. <laughs> but uh Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice to be able to have a chance to rest. We're going to talk about more scary, creepy, Halloween-y type things when we get back, and a few other little surprises. Don't go away. We're back. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. <laughs> this is the Halloween edition. I don't know. That was really crazy and silly. Um, Sarah Burke is with me from Toronto. Adam Karsh is with me from Toronto. I am in London, England. And we're coming into Halloween weekend. And um, on the tale of your boyfriend having COVID, I wasn't going to talk about this, but your your boyfriend saying, tell Jan, I'm going to beat it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock this COVID into tomorrow. It has inspired me to talk a little bit about the recent Twitter battle that I have been in uh, with people, <laughs> with people, Uh, that don't believe in science and don't believe in vaccines and things like that. And And I know I'm making a huge sweeping generalization, so I should probably have a caveat before I talk about this, but this is what I posted. So all you rational people out there, just listen to what I posted. This is not exactly, I don't have it in front of me, but basically what I said was I am going to get my new vaccine. I have to wait though. I can't get it for 
12 weeks because I just got my fourth jab. So I was told by my pharmacist that she said, you can just wait till you're at the six month point, you know, but, and, and different pharmacies say different things, but that was not the gist of it. And I was like, whatever they're going to give me, I'm going to be there to, to get it. That's what I said. So, and then I went away from Twitter for a day and a half and I opened it one day. I don't know what I was doing because I have a life and I don't sit and stare at my phone all the time, believe it or not. And when I opened it up, the first thing I read was, I'm really sorry that you have so many people attacking you. I can't believe, I don't even know how you stay on here. Like, how do you sleep at night? I feel really bad for you. Uh, I got into a fight with some of the people that were attacking you, this poor woman saying to me. (laughs) And I've had to block them and I just, I can't take it. And so anyway, I'm going, what is going on? So I go on. You should be charged with treason. You are responsible for killing children. You, it, it went on into this this really weird, I really couldn't believe it. Like I'm reading through it and I didn't read it all because there was something like 3,000 comments on this tweet. 3,000. I haven't looked at it for a few days, but, and it was all the same narrative. Make Canada Great Again hats, um, trucker convoy hats, um, anti-science, the F Trudeau uh, uh, slogans, hashtags, over and over and over and over and over and over. I probably blocked 700 people. And yes, it was very labor intensive, but I'm just like, <laughs> you're so stupid. I, I can't even look at you. So, But the idea of me going out of my way to hurt people, but but just to say, and I'm like, what 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 are you reading? I didn't tell anybody to do anything. Stop telling us what to do. Stop. And I'm like, this, this. so this is the problem where, A, people don't know how to work Twitter, so they don't know what they're responding to. So now they're responding to some moron who has seven followers with the Confederate flag, calling it the clot shot. He has said something to me, and now they're responding to him, you know, and she's she's killing children, she should be responsible. Do they know what treason is? So, and once again, I know this is a sweeping generalization, but I want people to understand that the the comments are the same and they're so filled with vitriol and hatred. There was nothing in my comment that was uh, in any way, shape or form directing people as to how they should behave in their lives or conduct their lives or do with their lives, nothing. So it really took me by surprise the level of fear, panic. You know, you're in a position uh, where people will listen to you and the fact that you would go out of your way to hurt children. And one guy said something, you're responsible. I, I hope you're happy about killing my brother and my father-in-law or something or or helping to you know just just talk people into getting a shot so it's it's so it's so nutty anyway i i wasn't going to talk about it but i'm i'm glad that i did because i i didn't tell anyone what to do and i don't you know early days and i would say this again to get vaccinated i have no problem in telling people to to keep up with their vaccinations because 
there's going to be a whole gamut of stuff coming down the, the, the pike. And I, and I really do believe that they're safe and it's something that I still believe and say what you will, that vaccinated people have enabled everybody on this planet to be having the lives right now that they're having because it lessened the viral loads and it, and this is not me saying these things. This is, you know, science. <laughs> yeah, it's because people are, and there was thousands of comments and the gist of them was just like, they do nothing. They don't save anybody. Most of the people that died were vaccinated. Like they, they really believe in this stuff. Um, anyway, it's, it was a very interesting weekend and uh, people were like, oh, Jan will block you if you don't agree with her. And that's not it at all. I'll block you if you treat me in a disrespectful, hateful way. You're not following me anyway. If you're spewing hatred, yeah. Yeah, and I will block you because that was not at all what I said in that tweet. And that's the one. You can go look at my Twitter feed, folks, if you want to, at Jan Arden. And uh, you could, you'll find that tweet easily. I haven't removed it. I haven't done anything. It's just sitting there. And you'll see exactly what I said about... Hey, I have to wait eight or twelve weeks to get my my uh, my next shot, but I'll be there to get it when whenever as soon as I can. And if you're popping on Twitter, you might as well send these people and and us at the Jan Arden Pod at Jan Arden Pod uh, photos of your dogs in Halloween costumes, please and thank <laughs> you. Let's send a little more love into the world. Yes, please send us uh, your dog photos. Um, there's such clever costumes out there. There really is. And I always die laughing anytime anyone does their dog up in an Ewok. Um, in fact, to kind of break the vicious vitriol, hatred spewing lunacy that was going on on my Twitter page, I actually asked my followers, I said, I think it's time for some pet pictures. And I got thousands of them. <laughs> and I try and I try and like as many as I can. But I'll tell you what, it was such a refreshing thing to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the cutest, you know, rescue pictures and cat pictures. And, and I had a, a woman post her chicken. She goes, I hope my chicken counts because <laughs> she lives in the house with us. And um, it, it just was really heartwarming. And it, it almost crowded out. I'm still occasionally getting another lob from from that kind of um, a thinker. I'll just put it that way. That's just so out of whack and out there. It would be so nice just to not go into things with such um, anger. I wasn't angry at you. I didn't do anything to you. And um, But, you know, I can hear my mother's voice. Janet says a heck of a lot more about them than it does about you. And it's true. And I and I have to somehow find forgiveness in my body because, no, you don't want to carry that stuff around. But there's so much misinformation, so much misunderstanding. And I hate how divided we are. And I'll tell you right now, I've got lots of friends that aren't vaccinated. And I'm not saying one or two. I've got lots of friends that aren't vaccinated. And I, I have absolutely no issue. I see these people. We go out and it's, there's nothing like that happening in my life. There's no, I'm not separating them out. You know, we've all been supportive with each other. There's, 
so many different reasons for every person. There's a different reason of why, what, how, how it's unfolding. You know, dear friends of mine, and I've been as supportive and as forthright and, and as helpful as I possibly could be, and as they have been with me. So it's not about that at all. So anyone out there thinking that, oh, you know, all your friends, they're not. My friends are a diverse, wide-reaching group of individuals from every walk of life. And I don't have this common denominator in my friendships where it's like, oh, yeah, they've got that and they do that, so they're my friend. Not at all. If I put you all in a room, it would be a very interesting afternoon. You're listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Burke, Adam Karsh. I've been talking my head off. When we come back, I've got some questions for these guys you won't want to miss. We'll be right back. Ah, let's just breathe. Breathe, take in a breath. Hello, I'm your host, Jan Arden. I'm here with Sarah and Adam. This is yoga class now. Yeah, it's yoga. We're just We're just taking a moment to find... Peace. How do we find common ground? How do we, how do we fix this, Sarah Burke? How do we go about our lives going forward? We're going into the holidays, and there's just a lot of contention out there. What's your take on it? Open mind, open heart. There's no um, opinion that I'm not interested to hear, although I may disagree. There's no opinion I wouldn't be interested to hear. That's the way I look at it. Adam? Honestly, kindness. Just be kind. Be nice. Be accepting. If something's not for you, scroll past, walk away. Yeah, I got to commend you for how you, you know, handled your little Twitter ordeal this week. Because like you said, you walked away from your phone for a couple days and did your thing. And you're traveling. You're with a beloved friend. And Twitter is not guiding your life. Twitter is just a thing that you enjoy participating in and hope that kind individuals um, are part of the conversation. I've said some absolutely ridiculous things on Twitter. For instance, I once told someone to F their eye socket and (laughs) (laughs) that gets screen grabbed a lot. (laughs) That gets screen grabbed a lot because when people put into context, oh yeah, she thinks she's so, you know, remember saying this? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. And at the moment, I really meant it. And if people actually think that, you know, my humor is often lost on people, and that wasn't particularly a funny one, but it certainly felt good to send that out into the Twitterverse. But yeah, I I didn't insult anybody back. I didn't really respond. All I did was a screen grab of... (laughs) uh, your music is effing horrible and nobody cares. And then I would just screen grab that and say, well, you seem to care because you took the time to write me. Thank you so much. And it drives them crazy. But you know, Adam knows that I, I do that quite a bit. Oh, you're good. You're really good on Twitter. And who was the one somebody called you out on using bad language and his poor grammar post that you screenshotted? Well, this is a gentleman, <laughs> this is a gentleman running for uh, a local government in Victoria. And um, he, I don't like it when any man calls women out on swearing or language or anything like that. And, you know, you, your language is shameful or something, he said. So I just screen grabbed it. And then Twitter did its thing. Um, I never heard back from him. Uh, I also blocked him, uh, you know, 10 minutes later. But 
I think um, I still am a huge fan of Twitter. I always will be. It's just a fascinating social piece of social media. I mean, who would have thought? Maybe my mom's in the back of my head now, like you were bringing up your mom, but I can almost hear my mom saying, well, for every like one person that hates you, there are 10 people that love you. Like, And even the following for this podcast, I mean, the love is there. Oh, big time. Oh, I have no doubt. And, and 99% of the people that were saying really the same thing over and over and over again, uh, you're, you stupid snowflake and do you do what everybody else does and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, they're not, they're not following me and, and they only have six or seven followers a piece. And I do take the time when I go to block somebody, I do take the time to look at what do they have on here? The irony is not lost on me. Like a lot of them are like peace and love and kindness goes a long way. And the serenity of, you know, it's like, it's like Miss Canada giving their speech for saving the world. So it's, you know, you're catching these people any of us at a moment of hysteria almost that they're so frustrated. And, you know, I heard a lot about, well, you didn't lose your job. You didn't have to lose money. And that narrative really grows tired with me too. Yeah, I did lose my job. I did lose a lot of money. I didn't go to work. All my tours were canceled. Musicians, every artist I know, had to rethink how they were going to make it through monetarily. And I'm sorry, but I do have savings. I had savings as a kid. I plunked money into the bank and I saved for a rainy day. Well, that rainy day became a rainy year followed by another rainy year. So I am that person that I do save. And I have never been able to live from from thing to thing because I just, it's not in my nature to, but you know, to bring that up all the time. And I do understand I am a privileged person. I do love my job. I'm in a position that I, I was very aware of the whole time. I never took it for granted, but I think that the anger stemming from thinking that I'd lost nothing would be wrong. And and maybe in a more general sense, I'm saying that because we can't make generalizations about each other. And so I didn't go into any of that with any kind of anger back. I, I really was more perplexed than anything else. And I need to be understanding and forgiving and figure out how to not exacerbate the situation, but somehow diffuse it. I did try and use humor. Maybe it was lost on some people, but I wanted them to see this. You know, it's ridiculous what you're saying to me, right? (laughs) Your humor is your superpower, whether you know it or not. Well, it's everybody's superpower. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to this. We're going to, we're going to go out (laughs) on Halloween. I want to know if a, you're going to have your lights on, on Monday with the kids coming around to get candy, or are you going to be lying on the floor with all your lights off, pretending you're not home? And... (laughs) Maybe Adam, I'll start with you because you're going to be out with your girls, I'm sure. I will be taking them out. So I don't think they're old enough to venture on their own yet. Yep. Maybe in a couple years. So what do you hand out? The mini Skittles? Mars bars and Kit Kat Skittles. Sure. Like that's the kind of stuff. And how many kids do you normally get at your house? It's a big residential neighborhood. So yeah. a lot. What's a lot? 140, 60? 
like a hundred for sure. 80 to a hundred really? for, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of young families and a lot of kids in this neighborhood. And there's a right two blocks away. There's a massive, sorry, the house itself isn't massive, but he does this massive Halloween display. It's mm. Disney grade, Disney world grade, haunted mansion grade Halloween house with animatronic Ooh. zombies and mummies and skeletons popping. It's wild. It's incredible. Love that. I love when people go to the trouble to do that. The kids absolutely love it. Sarah, are you in a, will you be handing stuff out? I'm in a condo. Okay. So nobody comes up there, right? No. And it's mostly like older people or young professionals. I, yeah. And I, I don't really see a lot of kids in this building, to be honest, but they do a little table at the front um, where the kids, if there are any kids, even like visiting their grandparents can come and do a little trick or treat uh, downstairs. How old is too old to go? How old is too old to go trick-or-treating? What, what is the cutoff? Adam, what's the call here? 15? Okay. Like 16? Too late. Is that too I was late? hoping you were going to say 61 because... Oh, 61. You're allowed to go. I would have gone out. I would love <laughs> to go one more time. I would love to just put on my poncho or whatever my mother was trying to make me. Will Nigel take you? Nigel would not take me. No, I don't believe he would. He would say, don't be bloody ridiculous. Didn't you also say you're going to ABBA on Sunday night? Oh, my God. Amazing. I'm so excited for you. Is that like one of your faves? All time favorite. Uh, I mean, I had quite a bit living in my parents' basement for the most part. I just was down there listening to records. But ABBA, Olivia Newton-John, Donna Summer, Kiss, Cher... Uh, I, I mean, I had so many countless people, but ABBA was definitely, definitely at the top of my list. But um, anyway, I hope you guys all have a wonderful, safe weekend. If you're going to go to parties, remember the walk of shame is even worse when you're coming home at seven in the morning and you're still dressed as a nurse <laughs> or, you know, a, a something. I don't know. But, a clown. Uh, Try and take a moment. I'm going to take my own advice when you're on social media before hurling an insult, which I have not done. Um, But just take a moment to think about what you're responding to, how you're responding. Is it really going to be helpful in any way, shape, or form? And I'm just going to keep trying to understand everybody and be fair and try and see people's points of view because whatever it is that we're doing now, it ain't working. And I don't want to be part of the problem. Always room to grow, always room to learn, always room to find a way forward. Open minds. Open mind. Thank you for saying that, Sarah. Uh, Open hearts. Yep. You've been listening to the Jan Arden Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. We would love to have you get notifications from us. Uh, We'd let you know that the podcast is coming every week. We've got some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. So keep checking in with us. Go to the Jan Arden Podcast on Twitter. I think that's our handle, at Jan Arden Pod. And we're also on Instagram. Sarah actually got us an Instagram page. It's the one with the most followers. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one that's uh, maybe, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> there's the one, one with the more f- followers. Yes. Um, <laughs> and always give us suggestions. And like Sarah said, send us your pet costumes. We would love to see them. Um, look after yourselves. Thanks for being here today. And we will see you next week. Totally different. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.